First of all, full moon blessings to all of you. This episode basically just contains a conversation I had with a wonderful British writer and astrologer who goes by the name of Man of the Houses. And he and I have some Aquarius full moon astrology talk and go over some things about astrology that we both both like, um, what got us into it, and really try to make connections with people so that they understand how beautiful and complete the science, and yes, I'm calling it a science, (laughs) of astrology is. This is a really awesome talk. I'm looking forward in the future because we're going to be collaborating a lot more um, with some other things containing astrology to help people better understand it. Those who are beginners, those who are intermediate practitioners, either way. So I'm so excited about this and I really hope you enjoy this talk. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here it comes. everybody welcome back to spiritual gigs the certified i am your host illy bish and we're doing a chat and chill today (laughs) and i'm excited about this one this gentleman and i both share something special we both have capricorn moons that kind of like gave me some initial understanding of how he processed things i have man of the houses on i want you to say hi and let them know your AKA, because you know we we gotta <laughs> we gotta address you appropriately. <laughs> What's happening, people? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Subject to what part of the world you reside, I'm man of the houses, AKA Goat Life. Goat Life. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope everyone's all good out there, and yeah, you've got an exciting conversation to look forward to. Me and, me and Janae. Yes, we, listen. Yes, he has respect <laughs> for my city. I have oh, respect for yeah. his. Yeah. Um, also the music. Roots. Yes, yes. <laughs> props where props are to the legendary root world. I take my name from an album that they had, Illidolf Half-Life. Half-Life, come on. You, you gotta... <laughs> You just gotta know. For anybody that's not into hip hop, I know that's not gonna even sound like something you could relate to, but believe me, that's something you should check out. It's dopeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. So, what is up, man? How are you? I'm great. I'm just looking outside through the balcony, you can see the moon glistening, Ooh. waxing, nearing that culmination point, that full moon. Mm. I mean, it seems to represent conflict and reconciliation. I like the sound of that. But I'm not going to be the guru on the show today. I pretty much love <laughs> I love astrology. I love just how it ties into my life, how I use it for my life. Yes. Um, yeah, just invoking charts every now and then. Not to get too carried away with it. But um, yeah, I've always been intrigued ever since younger. I mean, listening to rap or just being in certain schools of thought. I've always been intrigued by cycles, processes of unfolding, steps and phases, hmm. whether growth, growth and decay, birth, death, 
you know, waxing yeah. or waning. Um, even yin and yang, I just believe there's steps, there's phases involved in those cycles. And I've just always found it intriguing, you know. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, a lot of people don't realize because they they hear astrology and what comes to mind for a lot of people that aren't really that familiar with it is, of course, they think, oh, the horoscopes in the paper or, in, mm. you know, in magazines. And they don't really understand that this is used to look at cycles, to see things. I mean, I mean, to put it to you like this, I tested astrology when I first started using it. I looked back on mm. certain areas and cycles of my life and saw how it matched up astrologically. And when I had things revealed to me through the charts I was pulling for those time frames, I was like, yeah. there's something here. So how was it for you first, you know, picking up on it? And how did you start? I'll be honest. I first started, started off when I was on Twitter and I pretty much just following Virgo Nation because that's that portion of the Zodiac out of the 12 that <laughs> I just happened to I just happened to be born at so I went on Facebook one time and this was during the austerity crisis and I had one particular Facebook friend who was talking about Uranus Pluto squares mm. and talking about 12 houses and retrogrades and I just felt like this guy just had a better pair of trains than me, you know, uh. Jordan's in. <laughs> so I was just like, like, nah, I'm not having it. This guy's styling on me differently. So let me go and dig up and check up, see what I can find or what makes sense. And um, I had a few breakthroughs and this was supposed to be around the time the world was ending. Mm, 2012? Around 2012, December. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not trying to be all woo-woo about it, but I felt, I felt, it felt like some shifts were taking place. And I like to think, I like to think, remember this, I'm not going to be dogmatic, but I like to think there was a shift in consciousness and I was getting with the times. So I had a few breakthroughs, started experimenting open-mindedly. And yeah, here I am. I'm still here. Just been consistent, been on it, been using it for my life, to using it to get along with people. Yeah. And brought a lot of understanding and it's helped me to swim with the ebb. And again, instead of swimming against it. And yeah. uh, like Stephen Forrest, yeah, like Stephen Forrest said in that inner sky book, you know, you can push the fog out of the way in your own life and help others move the fog out of their way. Out, 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 out the way in their lives too, you know. Yes, so that's bringing, so true. bringing, bringing more, yeah, bringing more order or putting the chaos or what seems like chaos into more order. So shout out to Stephen for a shout out to all the astrologers um, who've been pivotal, you know, and it's still pivotal in the journey. I'm just here to carry on the flame, you know. When those guys are not here, I hope to represent. Um, yes. As I'm or you will and there's a lot of astrologers doing their thing up and coming and you know we're not there might be a little stereotype that we've got a crystal ball but you know, <laughs> you might. I mean, we, we kind of do but not in the literal sense I guess people don't really ah. available to you yes, yes I can I can move through time have you ever let me just ask you this because this is hilarious yeah when I figured out, I'm like, oh, I just went in the past and looked at different 
things that were going on in my life. And then I started going forward. I felt like I went down some crazy rabbit hole. And I remember one night I was up to like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Okay, now now I'm 50 years old and I'm looking at what's going on, you know, around Leo season. Um, because my North Node is at 29 degrees Leo. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder, like, I just wanted to see different things that were happening. And I'm like, ooh, that's all into the future. So yeah, first of all. I love that, I love that, love that. No, I pretty much just let my mind just fast forward. So I've always had this thing where my mind could just really just fast forward and then come back. But mm, I don't think I got the skills you've got. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> one, one, nil, one nil to you, one nil to Philly. <laughs> I, I really was just, you know, amusing myself. But what I do find interesting, we both kind of started embarking on this astrological journey in the same year. It was 2012. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. Really interesting. I feel like there was a shift just like you were talking about. It was a shift definitely in my energy that even made me look to some hmm. more answers, so to speak, or what, an explanation. What do you think was what triggers do you think were going off in what we call what we call a natal chart? By the way, just for listeners. Sure, sure. Just for listeners tuned in, you know, you might hear us talk about aspects like designer labels like a Birkin bag or my cause or Gucci you know I've got Venus Square Neptune I've got Mars conjunct Jupiter <laughs> so uh, you know, at some point you know we'll go into what that means as well you know? yeah I definitely don't want to intimidate anyone um because I, I I have to say there was some intimidation in my learning but I I, I am figuring out at this point in my life that you know, that was just due to lack of knowledge and understanding. Mm. And when I committed myself to understanding, um, you know, this science, and I call it a science, and I don't care if other people don't call it that, because I practice yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Observations, hey. a big part of it. You know, mm. I began to see some things. I actually, see, now you got me pulling up the chart. I can remember yeah. when it was. It was February of 2012. So it was, it was before December of 2012, but... Oh. For me, one second, still moving back to February. See, yeah. time traveling, time traveling. <laughs> and I already said to you, you live in the future, being five hours ahead of me. And I thought, oh, yeah. Some... <laughs> I'm good. You know how that goes. Yeah, GMT. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, first of all, yeah. Now, 2008 had started Pluto's transit into Capricorn, okay? Oh, yes, 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 yeah. And, you know, as soon as it moved there, this is interaction with my three-degree Capricorn moon. And I remember I just had a complete shift in thinking and yeah. wanting to organize my life better. My Saturn return kicked my ass. Like... <laughs> Yep, snap. <laughs> Kicked, my, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but when I look back back at what was going on, yeah. Hmm, first of all, the sun was opposing my Mars. Now, mm. I don't know how much a lot of people look at the planets, but I literally look at them as telling me the what. So, like, uh -huh. when we're talking, you know, what area of life kind of are we talking about? Like Mars is me asserting myself. It's how you fight. It is how, excuse yeah. my French, you fuck. How you go <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, and this is another thing that we point out a lot too. I think people don't realize you are 
experiencing in your energy masculine and feminine energies um you know at different and varying degrees depending on your chart and for me i have a zero degree mars in oh. virgo <laughs> oh, oh, oh. conjunct jupiter and yeah. the north node yeah <laughs> that mars couldn't that mars couldn't wait to jump into the sign and do everything all the print all the principles of that sign then i guess isn't it yes yes yeah, or that or that house yeah and I, again, oppositions in astrology, I tell people this goes all back to like hermetic studies and principles as well. Polarities, mm. opposites are the same energy at different ends of a pole. So they can yeah. be reconciled in a way. So, you know, when the sun is shining a spotlight kind of um, in a harsh aspect, as it was with the opposition <laughs> on my Mars, I felt like I was riled up for something and didn't know what. And then with, um, I was still huh? I'm sorry, go ahead. Tension, right? Yes, there was a lot of tension. Matter of fact, this is a time frame in my life where a relationship that was very, very important to me just yes. suddenly ended. Oh. Abruptly over a really small thing, a really small argument. Like, the moon was squaring my Mercury. Oh. When when this happened, like I, the only reason I have exact dates to stuff is because I'm kind of um, a digital pack rat. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I used Hangouts a lot for conversations and such, and I can literally go into my Gmail account and find specific conversations and the exact time they were occurring mm. to be able to actually like pull a chart for it. Yeah, you know, and see what go what was going on, and then the moon was also squaring my Jupiter. We have to speak about squares for a minute. Um, oh, no, because those crisis points, those crisis points can be intense. You know, yes. I mean, I have, I have these debates sometimes, which are more, which are more tense. Or, but I try not to dwell on a negative. Also, try and look at a glass half full. Hint, hint. It's such a much up. Yes. So, you know, great things can come from squares, and also. Because it's the friction, you know, friction can produce some heat, it can produce, it can get you out of your comfort zone. And then the oppositions is pretty, a very relationship based. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because sometimes I even give aspects a sign. So sometimes I'll look at square as <laughs> Aries or um, the oppositions as Libra. It's kind of weird in my no, weird it's way. Not. Yeah. Um, you know why it's not weird to me? Because I think of Aries being the first sign and it being cardinal. And usually, well, I have a lot of people that I've met that have had these um, cardinal crosses mm. um, when I've read their charts. And one thing that I'm yeah. always huh, what did you say? I know a few as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so when I'm explaining to them the nature of that aspect and also looking at the fact that, you know, trying to get them to understand squares. I mean, I, I used to always say before, you know, you hear somebody say square up, like it's time, like, let's go. Cardinal <laughs> energy wants to go for it. And I feel like a square wants to go for it. So Aries being related to a square for me makes sense. And then Libra with the opposition, I'm a Libra rising. My entire life is about balance. So that makes sense to yeah. me. See? You know, that you put it that way. Like, I have opposite energy in every house. If I don't strike a balance, I'll live at extremes. So, yeah, I mean, 
I once heard that there's always struggle in the scales, in both scales, in the fight for equilibrium. Yes. So that pretty much um, is synonymous as well with, you know, when you get the full moon, the sun's opposite the moon. Yes. And they're pretty much on the same axis because it's both signs complementary elements. Oh, so that gives, that gives a hint that there can be some reconciliation. But for the fact that they're at two different points shows that there's some sort of conflict. But it depends yes. about striking the balance, you know. So. And us, yeah, us striking that balance is really dependent on us being able to actually reconcile those two energies. And when you talk about Libran energy being like um, something you think of with op oppositions, it then makes me look yeah. at the Libra Aries access and the fact that in your relationships to people, if we're talking like first house, seventh house things, yeah, your relationship yeah. to the other is very much reflective of you and vice versa. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know? I equals us when it comes to the seventh house. You know, this is much more empathy. But then again, it's not in terms of the ego being the focal point or pretty much the heart where everything is centered around and making decisions as to what that individual wants and doesn't want. It's not... I've got to be very careful of talking about good and bad and strength or weak, but yes, their ego as far as self and what the self wants is pretty much heightened um, in Aries, no doubt. Definitely. <laughs> House of self. Yeah. I mean, yeah. House of self. <laughs> yeah. Point of self comes to being independent, fighting for what it wants, you know, drive. Yeah, absolutely. But Mars ruled, so you know, it's going to it, go for self. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, this pretty much relates with even when it comes to transits or predictive astrology, which is often frowned upon, you know, you know, we we do get it. We do get it as, as astrologers. We're, we're not loved by everybody. But um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've had a few arguments online. <laughs> Which is another thing that parts points to astrology. My Mars is in the eleventh house, so I could literally take that if I wanted to. Oh, the eleventh house represents, you know, the internet innovation, Aquarius ruled. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna fight online. <laughs> genius, genius technology. Yes. Yeah, and Uranus, Uranus rules astrology, right? Mm-hmm. which is interesting because when we look at discovery of these planets we can see when a lot of these fields became prominent. Yes. So I've learned about, you know, Neptune and TV and fashion, you know. So it's interesting, these discovery points, Pluto and psychology, they pretty yes. much pertain. There's a lot of relevance. And I love that. But the one thing I love about astrology the most is the arrangement of the elements. I mean, you've got the fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water. You've got the angular uh, you know the angular succedent cadence yes um, yes all of those all well, of those speaking. houses supporting yeah. house and then you've got even the planets that rule the signs i mean we're pretty much joined with um a lunation isn't it leo and cancer the sun and the moon and then as you go opposite you've got mercury on either side right you've got gemini yes. after cancer you've got gemini after leo and yes. mercury planets are going all the way around in the cycle as well you've got 360 degrees the maths the mathematical or geometric angles and the angular distance within the signs 
Yeah, it's um, I can get my geek onto this, you know. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. Everything is so connected, so connected. You yeah, know what I mean, I even a lot of time when I'm trying to get people to understand at the very least some of the essence of the signs, and you know, you're telling people to keep, uh, you know, whether these signs are feminine or whether they're masculine but i also tell them to think of the time of year that things occur so you know people will say all the time oh i know somebody with an aquarius moon they're yeah. so detached and cold and unemotional and i'm like aquarius season is fixed air smack dead in the middle of winter what gets colder than that like you understand what i mean like exactly, exactly. and i'm glad you mentioned it as well because i have had this discussion that I actually had a discussion yesterday about how Aquarian moons are not as emotionally, as unemotional, you know, as people say. Yes, like, they intellectualize their emotions, but that doesn't mean they don't have them. And they yeah, have the ability to be detached, which exactly. is a great ability. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's quite important to consider the aspects as well. I mean, the aspects really do have a say. They they really do color it and you know the, the, the placement itself. So, I mean, yeah, they all detach. They the one thing I love about Moon and Aquarius is they can detach and get the job done. You know, if there's family stuff going on or there's family dramas, yeah, they you know they can detach their feelings and concentrate at the task at hand. What needs to be done, you know. Exactly. It's like later for all the feeling, the feelings. <laughs> but I mean, you could, someone could have their eighth house in a chart with Aquarius in the cusp. And, you know, if that planet falls into, if, let's say if we, in Sinistry, which is pretty much where we, we marry the planets and the signs and the houses, and we can take person two's planets and put them in person one's chart, then you might get someone's planets fall into a water house and mm, yep. that, that can really have a huge say on the interaction. Yes, thinking of the elements is so important. Like I tell people that's an easy way because I think sometimes people think we arbitrarily as astrologers just come up with what things mean. Yeah. So if I told you like, okay, that water and earth get along better and that fire and air get along better. And then we start talking about, okay, like a water sign falling in a fire house. Well, think of how those two elements interact. Like wow. what options do you have? Like fire can boil water or water can put fire out. So, you know, this helps expand some steam as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can look at, and then I think of that as weather too. Like if I saw earth and air energy working together, I'm like, oh, you might get a dirt storm if you're not careful. But at the same <laughs> time, if earth is solid enough, it's going to take air having to blast through like those sandblaster machines that's blasting air or whatever. Um, yeah, I love that. Through the earth. Yeah. So it's, you, it's, I love that analogy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, since we just talked about a rather, I guess you could say, proverbially cold placement of the moon. Both of us have the moon in kind of, uh, well, not kind of, in detriment. <laughs> and yeah. accused of that coldness too. And I mean, being cardinal earth, uh, you know. I mean, 
let's be let's be real. Sure. Uh, to because Capricorn is a very organized, structured sign, a step by step, not success guaranteed overnight kind of sign, right? Yeah. Uh, but structure and emotions is interesting because naturally to put emotions in one drawer then put another set of emotions or a certain situation <laughs> in so another drawer <laughs> yeah the whole the whole compartmentalization is is not it's not oh, i can't say normal but it's not the first thing you'd identify with free flowing emotions you know sure so sure yeah capricorn can put a seat belt on those emotions and reserve put in a drawer and it's interesting i mean <laughs> you might get the occasional vindictive kind of capricorn move yeah about to get someone and they might file those emotions away and bring those emotions out of the drawer as they need them um, yep yep yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what i love is that it's it will think about the capricorn thing every day as i i really believe that the moon for your date or your basic basic daily needs how you feel nurtured you yes know, what you need you know what you feel you need um feelings emotional connectivity your even you know your earliest bonds with with the mum or the family your earliest points of interaction you know and sometimes yes. these, these color in how we interact later on so a lot of capricorn moons might have taken doing the work of Hercules at an earlier age than usual. I feel like yeah. I've been a little adult my whole life. Yes. The whole the whole Benjamin Button thing, right? Yes. And then my moon's ruler, Saturn, is in Virgo in the 12th house. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> but it's interesting because you get some forums where they say, oh, Capricorn moons, how the hell do I get into their emotions? And they never yeah. tell us anything. But like I say, it really depends. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm moon square Pluto, so with Pluto, I've learned that things come to the boil eventually and it can be intense. So, yeah, when I do let my emotions out. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this video? Um, If you have it on Facebook, I'll make sure I get it to you. I think it's by Mutual Reception Astrology. And it's called The Moon in Capricorn, A Goddamn Tragedy. And it is (laughs) fucking hilarious. I mean... It's very, um, it's very like harsh, and there's parts of it where I'm like, I don't do that, but that's just because I'm aware, and plus yeah. I have my Pisces. Uh, we won't even talk about my Piscean, <laughs> um, how it kind of goes fish tarted a little bit and takes over. Salmon on the center. Yeah. <laughs> so it says though in there something interesting that kind of correlates to what you said. It says that these moons lock their emotions. Um, in an underground jail in separate jail cells so they can't talk to each other. (laughs) And then it also says, and I wanted to know how you felt about this, because I feel like people with Capricorn moons, I can ask you this, and if I feel like you'll be honest, then okay. Oh yeah, 100%, I'll be honest. You know, instead of like asking somebody who's just dealt with a Capricorn moon, of course they're going to have, you know, a different look at it. But it says that we lease basically um, our uh, we lease emotions from the emotions market. In other words, 
we tend to have people around us at times that are out of control emotionally and live vicariously through them since we don't allow our emotions out of jail. So mm, that's the thing. Debatable. Debatable. I was um, like, wait. <laughs> That's where I think the aspects comes in. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, sir. That's where I think it comes in because nah, I don't really live. I don't. I don't really need to live my emotions through someone else. And, I, um, I yeah. feel you. I said that, and then I started thinking about some of the people over the years that I've been friends with, and may not any longer be friends with, and mm. it fit. Like, okay, so here's another thing to bring up with you, um, because I know that you'll understand, and I also want to really kind of get your opinion on it, but I've had some really love-hate relationships with people who have a Capricorn sun and a Pisces moon, and both of our suns and moons are making contact with each other by conjunction well or opposite and conjunction. So, in other words, there, there were a couple people who they're, 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 I'm sorry, I'm all like stuttering. The sun <laughs> conjuncted my moon and then my sun conjuncted their moon. And I realized. Reception. Yes. So yeah. here's the thing. That was crazy. That showed me some things about Capricorn energy that I'm like, ooh, looking at it in the sun position versus the moon position, how it's working. And then looking at Pisces in the moon, can, you know, position, which. I guess a lot of people would automatically go, that's good because what the moon rules a water sign, Pisces a water sign, but I started yeah. to see some shit <laughs> where <it was> like, <laughs> wow, this is out of control emotionally, like emotions all over the place, like not committed to a particular flow because you know, Pisces energy can swim in either direction. It, it's either this way or that way. And sometimes these people can be all over the place. And I started to realize, wow, I have yeah. kind of had some friends like that. And you may just be the earthiest Pisces, if you know what I mean, or the yeah. earthiest Pisces, because I don't know if you don't mind divulging where what house your son is in, or or if it's got any alignments to a stern planet. Who knows that that would really have a big say, coloring in on that Pisces sun, right? Yeah, my sixth house Pisces sun opposes my twelfth um, house Saturn in Virgo. Yeah, wow, see. <laughs> you, know, you may just be more Saturnian than yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely, very much. So to the point where I, I kind of yeah. like that, though. I I don't think I would like to be a more watery Pisces. No, I, I love that. I love that. But it's interesting as well because of the Saturn in the twelfth house and these houses, these spheres of life or fields of experience, they right. do share themes with the signs don't they so the 12th house pretty much shares themes with the 12th sign as in mm. you know it's like the jobs to do the tasks to do right so yes. such as compassion or just charity given out and yeah it's interesting that Saturn a planet of structure is in the house of dissolved <laughs> Dis- <laughs> you know, things are dissolved you know? Dissolving, and I also feel like um, my my Saturn is retrograde too. Well, I have every planet retrograde except Neptune and Venus yeah. in my natal chart, but um, it kind of feels like I have experienced what I would call a lack of compassion in my life. It's like a restriction of people giving me compassion, though I am uh, very compassionate. Yeah. Um, and of course, because that 
rules my moon, it's kind of like, uh, well, do you want to be compassionate with people? Because yeah. what happens, you don't get, so there's that struggle. And for me, that really defines this, you know, this opposition that I have to my yeah. son with that. And especially with the Virgo in essence to Saturn there, my goodness, like, woo. Do you, do you, do you look at Dickens as well? Because yes. I believe you you believe you've got a Venus, a Venusian Saturn, if I'm correct. Let's see, it's 23 degrees. Yeah. And the funny part of that is looking at the cap moon, it trines my four degree Venus in Taurus. So, you know, and then I'm a Libra rising. So Venus is my chart ruler. Um, So I kind of, I really feel connected to Venus and I always have. Skilled, you take you skilled in relating to people. Yeah. Relating is really big, and here's the funny part. So this is this is what's funny when I hear people talking about their top three, you yeah. know. And I know that's where some people start, but I just wanted to point something out to you without even looking at the rest of the planetary placements and you know yeah. anything else that's going on. I would honestly say, and I've done the astrodynes too for my chart. So my my ascendant, my Libra ascendant, is the strongest point in my chart. Mm. stronger than all my Virgo energy combined strong is the strongest point in my chart so you know Libra's very oh my god social butterfly look at this so I come off that way to people but my Capricorn moon be like listen listen Mm -hmm. okay order here let's let's keep some order don't get too excited (laughs) Yeah, and the police, the policeman yeah. of the zodiac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's literally like you're—it's the government, like sitting there, like, listen, this—I make the laws about how this shit's gonna go. Like, I, I understand, I'm getting along with everybody, but listen. And then my Piscean essence is like, oh boy, look how everything is connected, and how we can all just get along, and like, you know. And then I'm like, oh, it's so—it's such an interesting thing to like personify your placements at times and think yeah. about them interacting with each yeah. other as people and it can really make you laugh at yourself like pretty good 100 that's interesting with saturn being pretty much a symbol of order mm-hmm. and the 12th house or pisces being synonymous with chaos how do you find that balance because that's a that's a that's a yin yang in itself isn't it it, it really is because, I mean, I think of Saturn and automatically think of building something that is sturdy and has structure and has form to it. And, you know, being as though that's my moon's expression, essentially, it's like this Piscean essence says, if you leave a crack in that structure, I will find my way through. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, opposite to that, I guess I could say, you know, it doesn't really take a lot for me in a moment to go from one extreme to the other. And I think that is something that happened to me a lot prior to my Saturn return. I'm so much more conscious of it now that yeah. I seek to strike balance anyway because I'm bearing in mind my chart calls for it automatically with the opposite energy and the opposite houses but when I was younger I didn't understand what was going on with me it was like um, you know there's this sense of okay I need to have everything together I was one of those kids like that started doing everything early uh. you know was a gifted kid 
Um, yeah, started school early, graduated early, all that stuff. And a lot of things came easy for me. But then I noticed when I went to college, this is a perfect, um, a perfect scenario to discuss exactly what you just said about that chaos and that structure. Yeah. Because I had never had to study before college. I didn't. I didn't have to. I just went to class, did my work, and that was. And I, I, I passed. I get good grades. When yeah. I got to college, no. Think about it. The structure is more rigid in college and there's more information packed into a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So, okay, the structure that I was used to with school, but I could still kind of float through with my Piscean energy was completely disrupted Disrupted because there's a new structure. My water, like, that's when it just sank into the sand. I did not do good um, the first year. It was just like... I felt like I got washed away. Like you think when you're standing on the shore, (laughs) throw your feet in the sand and then the water just, it doesn't matter if you're just standing there, it's going to eventually just Just come up and just wash you out. And it it was crazy. I couldn't find a way to wrangle myself into this new structure and I allowed chaos to take over. So then it's like, oh no, I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to float through and keep doing things like before. Maybe, you know, if I don't take this as seriously, it'll be easy to do. It's crazy how that energy worked with it. Like, oh yeah, we don't have to have a set time to study. We'll just study when we have a test. Like, you Bro. know, yeah, yeah. That, that didn't work because I never had to study before. And I was just like, uh, how you do I always count on You can always count on Uranus to do that as well, right? Oh God, Uranus, uh. Listen, and then it squares my Mars. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Uranus is that symbol. It's just, it's genius. Yes. It's, it's the awakener. Yes. Yeah. The mad scientist. You know, it's, it's so many names. It's disruptive. Innovative. Mm, mm. Just, and exactly. very much about doing things in a yeah. way, even though yeah. it is very much connected to you know, higher minded ideas for humanity, but at oh, the yeah. same time, yeah. it can detach itself and look, I'm an individual, I'm the alien. Oh yeah, and it's the higher octave of Mercury as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I have Mars, you know, the symbol of fighting, drive, sex, independence, assertion, hunting, war, what have you. I've got an alignment between those two, a very, very close nearness mm. uh, between those two and you know, I've pretty much learned and accepted that the outer planet has a big say on the inner planet's um, activity. So I pretty much see my Mars or my style of assertion as a satellite for the outer planet Uranus. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it's going to be, it, it's the outer planet has good, greater influence. It's in science longer. Like yeah. this is another reason why it's important for people to learn the cycles and how long I, planets are in signs, but yeah, I, I can completely see that. Your Uranus is like, <laughs> I am like kind of like just watching and 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 making things happen over your way of aggressing yourself. Like I, I I'm here. Don't forget about me. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. And it's like it's non-conformist. It's really non-conformist. Mm-hmm. Sheep of the family, it's in my sixth house at work. I just happen to get self autonomous roles, and I love that, you know. Yes, I like I that too. I don't want to be shouting at whoever's not really pulling their weight, not to sound big headed. And I love the freedom I get, you know, if I mess up, 
then it's on me. I don't mind that, you know. So, yeah, and um, I'm into alternative medicine. I'm into I'm into holistic holistic medicine. Okay. I train by myself you will not catch me in the gym but that's the paradox of it I mean and that's similar to those squiggly lines with the, with the Aquarius sign you know? oh yes oh yeah um, one of those lines will have me trained by myself in the park next to trees um, fitness training and then the other squiggly line will be in the gym again training in a fit in a, in a martial arts class you see what I mean yeah but, yeah but that's just the collective and then being a separate so you know, you're, like, you, you have you the need. ability to take what you need when you need it on your yeah, way exactly. from either the collective or from a, okay well i'm gonna do my own thing and it's never a big deal because you know some people feel lost if they don't have something to follow whereas yeah. you have to be lord of whatever moment you're in like you can't be contained that's the thing is this and that's the beauty of it just knowing what to what what principles to invoke and when do you know yes uh, yes that's, that's, that's that discernment yeah discernment exactly and it, so let's just say i've got venus square neptune mm-hmm. you know so pretty much which i do have by the way so it's knowing when to be diplomatic and then when to use sensitivity. So sometimes there's a bit of a, how can I put it? Survival of the fittest between the two energies. Ah. Sometimes the sensitivity would take over when related to the other person. Yes. Or sometimes the Venus, um, let's say uh, in in spirituality, uh, I will have a very diplomatic way of getting along with people or you know that spirituality makes me feel harmonized so yeah it's it's pretty much a blend i love it i love how you looked at it too and it's weird because how you directly say okay you could look to your sixth house with your uranus there and that would clearly say to someone that understands the keywords and concepts that have to do with astrology why you would say okay that's alternative holistic medicine you know a change a uniqueness in the health sector um yeah. and it's funny because i remember when something occurred to me looking at my uranus placement and i just bust out laughing so <laughs> a lot of <laughs> the people that listen to the podcast may know this because i've said it over the course of a couple of other episodes, but I used to be a phone sex operator. (laughs) And I had to change my voice to do this because I had to do multiple characters. Yeah. And I have Uranus and Scorpio in the second. And I, I literally bust out laughing and I'm like, Okay, first of all, that's a unique way to make money or one having to do with sex right there. I mean, if you look at mm. one of the ways that you can configure the keywords to come up yeah. with, you know, the delineation and I'm cracking up because I'm <laughs> thinking about, wow, because people really, that that job has a stigma to it. And oh, yeah. I knew that. So I didn't tell a lot of people that's what I did when I did it. Mm. But <laughs> the thing about it was I really prided myself in the fact that I got to do something other people couldn't do whether they knew about it or not like it was like 
you know, then I'm looking at my Uranus square and my Mars, like, and my Mars is in the 11th. So among yeah. people, like, I want to be and will fight to be the different one. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's, what we, that's what we celebrate. Yes. But even the way that you just, <laughs> even the way that you just came out, it was so Uranus and Scorpio. I, I, I never saw that. I, I never saw that. I never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, like I'll say stuff and people are like, "Why?" Like I will. I like to get to the heart of things and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I don't get offended easily. Like it's it's just like, huh? no, I want to see the pure inner whatever of what we're talking about. Like let's yeah. get to the core. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah. say the, the the offbeat shit, and it's usually <laughs> it's usually yeah. ob or sexual or. Mm. You know that type of stuff. Yeah, it's authentic, and that's that's Uranus. Uranus is all about Uranus is about as authentic as it gets. Yes. Uh, modern rule of Aquarius. Shout out to the Aquarians out there. I like Aquarius energy. I don't really have a lot of it. I mean, my South Node is there, but my eleventh house is lit. I I, oh, I, yeah. I I fuck with y'all. You guys. I've, I've got a lot of it. Uranus touches everything. Yes. Sun, yes. Yeah everything squares and squares and opposition is yeah so um you, you won't catch me holding my tongue in a certain situation you know yeah and then my son uh, finds it so i get it like uh, but it's, it's, it's so easy to be it's so easy to be unique yes you know? i don't understand how people have difficulty with it because it comes naturally and i like yeah. i feel compelled to 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 merge with it instead of i mean Let's be honest here. Like, um, we can even look at astrology to give you clues into things when you were growing up. And I know for me, I'm the shortest person in my family, my immediate family, but I'm yeah. still very tall. And I have been uh, six feet and one inch since I was 12 years old. And yeah. there was a time frame when you're looking at the different cycles, like you can look at like people's Saturn squares and the different things that happen before your Saturn return. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not comfortable oh. in my body, even though that's what made me unique and different. Yeah. There were other things that made me unique and different too that like I was kind of reserved with and I felt like how I looked was making me stand out and I didn't used to like mm. that at all. Now you couldn't pay me to be short. I love it. Like it's it's interesting how this expression changed after certain cycles I went through in my life. Yes. And that's a big thing in astrology as well. Some of the meanings can change. Some of the meanings can change. Yes. Subject to a phase of your life. That's what I've, I've that's what I've realized anyway. But I mean, let's let's take rap, something that we both we both really like here. Yeah. And yeah. let's let's look at Eminem. Mm-hmm. Like Eminem's got that same Eminem's got that Mars Uranus conjunction. And he's uh. got some conjunction. And he's born on Aquarian moon. Now, needless to say that this guy is so unique. I mean, especially in the industry, industry where um, you have it's predominantly um, dominated with um, you know Nubian rappers. Yeah, yeah. And he just came. He just broke. He just broke that mold. Broke, broke through Uranian style um, with his own with his own approach. You know, and it just appealed to the masses, the collective, and he's, he's electric. You know, the flow, the flow yes. is crazy. And electricity, that electric vibe, all of that is very Uranian, very yeah. Aquarian. Yeah. 
it's like that that forgot about um Dravus still <laughs> still takes me away, you know. Still takes me away. But yeah. Very unique in his expression. And then another thing that I saw too when we talk about this uniqueness with him and, and this just like magnetic electric appeal. It's yeah. interesting because some you know people respond differently to this electricity. I remember watching um I think it was Lord Jamar. Uh, talking yeah, about yeah yeah talking about how like well he wouldn't bang Eminem's music because of the subject matter that uh, um would choose to follow so it's like I understand hip hop to especially people who love golden era hip hop mm. you know what I mean it it looks and it feels and it is a certain thing you know mm. and a lot of people were not talking about wanting to kill their mom and steal her pills and that's crazy you know, baby mama in a trunk you know like you, you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. you know i know a lot of people can't relate to that but my thing is always and this shocking. is shocking shocking yeah shocking i like shocking <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah shock value uranians shock value go hand in hand yes I mean, yeah so no you I, I was about to digress but yeah please continue but essentially, I looked at that like I enjoy that. I mean, that's his life, his feelings or whatever. They're different from what yeah. would be considered, you know, um, acceptable and ordinary and expected in, you know, especially the era of hip hop in which he came out. But, you know, yeah. even leading up to that, um, the people he was around, like shout outs I mean, to Pace One, shout outs to the outsiders, um, you yes. know. Remember those guys, shout out to them, yeah. Yeah, so it's like he had a departure because he started talking about his unique life, you know, yeah. real, you know, and saying shocking things because I mean, we all have things that we think that may sound shocking. Yeah. Someone if they were to hear them like some of the thoughts we have unto ourselves by ourselves, but um <laughs> some people just don't they couldn't on an everyday basis listen to that that wasn't you know that was too much mm. people so they don't give him as much credit as a rapper which I think is ridiculous because if we're talking about fucking ability oh yeah 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 like it's, how can you deny his ability you can't flow flows crazy Pro arguably 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 the maddest flow arguably one of the maddest flows exactly cadences yeah. um, everything like you know rhythms yeah and he's got moon square saturn i mean that's another thing that's that's another conversation we're gonna oh have to yeah moon square we're, gonna have to do, we're gonna have to do uh gemini and rap because okay. um, yes yes i've noticed mercury is very prolific in rappers um him and biggie both have that saturn in gemini you know mm. and um you know, Biggie was a zero degree son in Gemini, right? And yeah, that's a great ability to structure words. Oh, yes. Structure yes. communication. Yeah. That's that is um hunger to get in there and do the Gemini, isn't it? Those those angles. Yeah, um those those who chat to me know I love it when I see zero degrees and twenty nine degrees in the chat. So do I. So do I. And I have both. <laughs> same here same here yeah we can relate we can relate on that i think it's beautiful because people don't understand that if we want to get even more <clears throat> you know specific in astrology we talk about things yeah. and you know then we're looking at degrees and i don't think a lot of people understand how mathematical astrology right. is 
you know, there's a 360 degree astrological will, 12 signs. So each sign is 30 degrees, but we don't count from, you know, one to 30. It's zero to 29. 29 to 59 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the minutes are like the decimal points. Yes. Yes. And, uh, And the degrees or that's basically the angular distance traveled in the sign, right? Yes. Yeah. So... And then you've got the houses. But, you know, having the time, having the time really helps. So you'll get the astrologers who, <laughs> they might meet somebody and, and they might not be listening to a single word that person saying their heart's choice or interest or love interest. And they, they just want to know the date, time, location. <laughs> 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 like, I don't even have to hear you talk. <laughs> Let me see your chart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm very open about my chart, too. I feel like when I interact with people and we start talking about astrology, you notice I'm like, here's my chart. I want you to see. Have you, that, have you seen that meme that goes on that says, fuck, fuck, sending me a nude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send me a nail chart. <laughs> I'll thank you for it. Thank you. Like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Like, that whole type of energy. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Have you, I mean, have you noticed, you know, my, my Mercury is always working on these correlations, especially how it's always a Uranian who comes and changes up the rap game. I mean, Rakim, Aquarius, mm. and not to put them all in the same league, but just to say what they've done to the game or the scene, like... Right, um, right. Rick Ross, Aquarius, mm-hmm. um, Joel's when he first came out, Cameron, you know, um... These guys do not ask for permission. They are not gonna. I don't see these guys looking for validation in their flows or what they rap about, especially Cameron. You know? Not at all. Not at all. You guys just get in there. They're aliens. <laughs> they're, I'm telling you, they're aliens. They're just getting there. And it's just like, yeah, we've arrived, man. Yeah, and he, they can be so detached because think about that infamous Cameron interview where it's like, you know, would you, if there was like a child molester living next to you? Um, yeah. Oh, that stopped that that little <laughs> stitching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, yeah, and <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, and it's just like that's shocking too. That's that shock value. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron. He gets computers pure. Yes, he gets. Com- oh my <laughs> god, that line. I know it's ridiculous, but I love it. First of all, I love that that song. If you put oh, that yeah, song yeah. on, I turn into a completely different person i so wish i could play it on the podcast but then i'm gonna have to pay cameron and i'm, I'm not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm I not trying i'm not trying to do that but if 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 y'all don't know what <laughs> i mean do you remember that do you remember that he's got a track it's nothing where he's going about how am i supposed to pay but my student loan and go to my <laughs> two times a year or something like that so, yeah <laughs> Aquarians are rebels. They can be rebels. They, they are. I couldn't even be mad at him. So shout outs to, um, there's this thing called the Heineken Green Room. Oh, yeah? And um, they send you emails when they're going to have these, like, intimate shows or whatever. And, I mean, in the yeah. past, they've had big shows, like they've had Nas. But I went to uh, the Cameron Pink Party um, for the okay. Heineken Green Room. Yeah, and you just drink yeah. Heineken until Cameron comes out. And he he was definitely on his own time. <laughs> <laughs> he was he showed up at the precise moment that he wanted to because like we have been standing for a long time and I had the nerve to wear heels and my feet were like come on Cam <laughs> yeah but it was like twelve fifteen and he rolled out we've been there since like eight <laughs> yeah. 
but I, I enjoy the electricity that they bring in with what you're saying about it having to do with a very mercurial theme yeah that, you know that makes me just want to ask you if we're picking out some qualities that we like about our favorite rappers first of all who are yours and second what do you think the essence is if you happen to know any of their chart configurations that draw them well, to you I'll tell you straight away, my favorite group or favorite cartel would have to be the Rough Riders. And it's interesting because you just see Scorpio throughout, Scorpio being a theme, and mm. that really, it really does feed my moon Pluto. And don't get it twisted, I wouldn't go out and do all the stuff I hear in their lyrics. Right. But a primal, um, it's just a problem for my emotions that just can't really be reasoned with. And yeah, I get it. It's really primal because yeah. even I'm if we, <laughs> yes, and you are feeling that that primal essence, and not even to mention, not only is it very Scorpionic, but then you have this whole ancient ruler of Scorpio, Mars. This, like, I look at uh, Scorpio energy as like water mm. on fire, so to speak. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, this primal urge also has a call to war if you wanted to yeah. take it. You know, if you wanted it's, to answer that call, you could. It's intense, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, Scorpio, Scorpio's intense. It's the, um, the most intense part is at the core, isn't it? Or at the bottom of the ice cube ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't want that surface shit. Yeah, you got, I mean, DMX is similar to Bruce Lee, not in his chart is a little bit similar to Bruce Lee, but that's just another testament that all roads lead to Rome in the sense that those principles will get manifested, but not necessarily in the same way. So Bruce Lee was fiercely devoted to his martial arts, persistent, um, you know, some, he had some deadly skills and it was about philosophy as well. And then you had DMX who would, be, you know, be about that crime life in his raps, but then he still still have his intimate conversations with God, you see. Yeah. Um, the sac- sac- yeah. Religion, but then the Pluto side of things. So, um, yeah, similar in different ways, you know, and that's what you get with a lot of people who may be wondering, oh, how come we're born in the same day, but we're different? Oh yeah, I mean think that people have to think of the fact that you know the planets are in constant motion. Your birth chart is a snapshot of what that looked like when you came into being. And like for instance, I have the same birthday as Kiki Wyatt. Okay. So she's March 10th. And I think she's also a Capricorn moon, if I'm not mistaken. But the rest of our charts are extraordinarily different. Just from, you know, same day, I think it's two year difference. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people find that hard to reconcile, especially given the fact that we're introduced to astrology usually just in its sun sign sense, you know? Oh, and I know. Like, oh, they're all Pisces. So, oh, y'all are Pisces. And bye-bye. it's like, dude, I am not you. Well, of course, you know, my, <laughs> my Uranus square Mars is going to say that anyway. Like, I'm not yeah. you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that absurdity of generalization will always be a female astrology. You know? It's, you know, we're not for generalization. We're not for the pop, for the pop astrology or too tough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, no, I don't want so, any parts of that. Yeah. I mean, and going back to that Bruce Lee DMX thing, 
um, that's where I also try not to get too dog- dogmatic about it because, you know, perspective, perspective and your environment um, is also part of your conditioning as well. Yes. So, yes. Know, or, or you could have been, it could be parental pressure, you know, there could be blockages. So not everybody is going to take up that invitation that that natal chart, the map of potential is offering you. You exactly know. exactly we this this points to something very important so thank you so much for bringing that up oh no doubt i think a lot of people will look at astrology as an excuse or like um you know well it it just is that way well i mean yeah you may be predisposed to certain energies at certain degrees making yeah. certain aspects to other parts of your energy but you're still responsible for your energy and the, the way that you respond to the world anyway has a lot to do with what you've experienced. And even if your chart's very similar to someone else's, yeah. the set of experiences that you've had, the different things and people that you've encountered that have activated your chart in certain ways, like there's there's so much to look at where we can't really talk about it in the general yeah. sense that, you know, a lot of people like to do. Exactly. I mean, if astrology is basically the study of the unfolding, of you know energies and study of the planets and the life on the earth connection you, if you're just studying and studying and you're obsessively looking at your chart and not going outside and getting experiences like you just said then it's not really you're not really doing your chart justice are you because yeah life, you gotta live it out you've got a it's conscious application you know you've got to apply and also you know, with the planets in the house and the planets being part of the psyche or the actors mm-hmm. styled, styled in their attire, which are the signs. Yeah. The house. The house it's the set. Yeah, it's like, how is the actor going to get experiences? And if there's no stimulation going on in that area of life and you're just sitting down. So sometimes it can work against the astrologer or. Mm. Or the client as well. So, I mean, we want to liberate the client. You know, we want we want the client to feel liberated in a in a consultation. Yes, yes, liberated and empowered. Yeah, empowered and engaged. You know, get involved, get engaged. Um, we don't want you to obsessively look at the chart. And sometimes I'm grateful that I I want I didn't know about astrology from the age of five or six because mm-hmm. there was more natural flow in my day-to-days but getting older it's nice to look back and observe certain correlations yeah but right now it's not i can still be ignorant or primal and just go out to some capacity just just do i want you know but um that's another thing because there's this big debate about fate um and you know fate is it is does astrology show fate does fate really exist or what about this whole notion of um cosmic arms <laughs> i have interesting thoughts on that too i yeah. do because i mean or taking us taking responsibility so therefore avoiding yes. off astrology you know it's a lot of arguments about it how I do you think- feel about that I think that we have a lot of opportunities that we don't recognize to look at things through a certain lens that helps to reconcile a lot of things that otherwise would not seem like they could be reconciled. And 
to me, it's a little bit of both because so there's talk a lot and it kind of resonates with me. So I would say it's something that I kind of subscribe to this notion that people before they enter incarnations that they choose to enter, <laughs> you choose when right. to enter, so you're choosing the energy you're coming in with. Yeah. yeah. But if you're making so-called um, agreements with people because your lifetime, you have to learn about whatever it is you have to learn um, because either you know, you're wrapping up some karma or you just want this experience. And if you say to other people, hey, will you like pop in and like, you know, <laughs> help me out? Like, you know what I mean? You're making these contracts, so to speak, with people. I kind of feel like when you look at fate in astrology, yeah, there's people that you're, I guess, fated to meet that you're supposed to meet because you've yeah. ordained it so. But you still have the personal responsibility in this lifetime to use the experience with that person to either reach the lesson that you were trying to learn or you can buck against it. You still have that free will. And yeah. if you don't get it right, well, you don't get it right. Whether it was fated to meet that person or not. Hey, I like to think of it as uh, a playground. You know, a playground with a playground or balcony space or a garden, what have you, with a perimeter. So I do subscribe to the notion that yeah, you have you have free will and a personal responsibility to take your journey, you know? Right. So we can navigate this terrain that is here for us, but I do believe that um the confines how far we can go is subject to um what's in our chart as well. You know, that that so makes it, sense. I can see you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a saying that um, astrology supplies the terrain, but how we navigate it is our business. You know. Yeah, so, I have a map, but how am I following it? Am I going to exactly. dip off to the left real quick and, and like you know, kind of get lost in the woods? Like, <laughs> you have a map, but I can't tell you how to use it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's a map. It's a window to the soul. It's a lens, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we we meet, view, and understand the world better, you know? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That's that's why I love it so much. I, I get so excited hearing other people love it just as much, as, if not more than I, but that also take from it a lot of the same things that I do. The opportunities we get to yeah. look back on things, like you said, sometimes look forward on things, and then basically get to see what's going on now. And, you know, speaking of that, you technically are a guest during um, this moon week where we're going to be looking at the moon in Aquarius. And uh, that's that's a big deal around these parts. <laughs> um, really, like, um, I know you probably see online all the time people are really bigging up new moons, full moons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're powerful. They're powerful, yeah. Yeah, and, and for you, I, I just, I want your opinion on this just because I respect it mostly, but I feel as though, you know, people will look at these things and not really understand the moon and understand why the moon is important. So, you know, for instance, I'll tell people all the time, especially like cancers, like you're ruled by the moon, right? Yeah. The moon is the fastest moving planet. It's the planet. Well, yeah, according to astrology, it's a planet, right? Yeah. It's the fastest moving planet. It pulls, even in astrophysics, um, 
you know, pulls on the moon, it pulls on the Earth's waters, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even with mundane astrology, it's actually, the moon represents the people, the population, the, the mass opinion, and also the woman in the nation, the woman in the nation, you know, so... Yes, yes. Let's, let's look at America. You know, America's got its... Um, it's got its moon in um, Cancer, hasn't it? Cancer. Well, is it? Wait a minute. What, when were? Or is, it, or, is it, or, is it, or is it a sun in Cancer? Sun in Cancer, July fourth. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. And let me see. Hmm. You know, Gina got me looking it up. I know I've seen it before. Yeah. United States birth chart, and then to also think about the fact that if you're ruled by the moon and the moon is changing yeah. signs every two and a half days um yeah. do you not think that's going to affect you <laughs> like oh, yeah. you know Big that's time. the moodiness that people can ascribe to cancer you're ruling planets changing signs every two and a half days yeah Woo. Waxing and waning, waxing and waning in moods, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then the the waxing and waning to take um, into consideration too. So I feel like you know we'll talk about new moons and full moons as a collective. You'll see things posted about yeah. them on social media, but we're not really diving into you know specifically why this is important and what themes we can look at that would be considered like, moon themes. I like to, and this is why it's so it helps as well when you when you're looking at charts as well i mean because we do have actors we've got entertainers or there's a lot of people who people look at and you know these lives lived basically do ex- inspire a lot of us to put their lives under the microscope or through the lens Mm-hmm. Of, of, of what we do so you've got a lot of people who have they were born on new moons um, i.e. they've got the sun and the moon conjunct and I look yeah. at it they basically got their wants and needs very very closely aligned in the same in the oh yes place. oh yes their vitality is deeply connected with their yeah. yes yeah. and um, for example I was reading um, Darby Costello's Astrological Moon which is a it's a thorough book and yeah you know, I learned a lot. Like the person may even really, really want to do something, or they really want. You know. Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, I believe um, slain rapper Nipsey Hussle was born on a new moon, which is interesting because his birthday is actually on the full moon. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh snap. See, and um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few people. I know it's a few stars. A few people I know who I work with mm-hmm. are born on full moons and new moons. And I kind of look at the. Though I said earlier, the full moon is sort of like a Libra or opposition to like a Libra placement. I kind of look at the full moon as like a Leoish kind of placement as well. I mean, it's the cosmic spotlight as well, isn't it? Yeah, because the sun shines spotlights and it's yeah. Opposite. yeah. And it's beaming. I mean, yeah. Boxer Anthony Joshua was born in a full moon, uh, for example. You just got so many, so many people, so many people. Um, and um, you know, one could say that they're here to stand out. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but yes, yeah, I could see why they would say that. But I get what you mean. Yeah, I think. Um, I like looking at it from the different perspectives that you're putting in and the essences that are present 
to be able to look at a full moon, which of course is when the sun is opposing the moon, and opposition being looked at as, you know, Libra, but then also taking into consideration this Leo essence since the sun rules Leo. Shining, yeah. Oh yeah, and especially now that we're in Leo season and the sun is at home, it's where it loves to be. And it's like, this is important, this full moon, I feel, because the light is even brighter shining on like moon essences. Yeah, I mean, and you've got um, what Joseph Campbell referred to as the hero's journey, you know? And with the sun, um, I feel like the glyphs give a big clue as well. So when I, in my consultations, I go through the glyphs, the dot inside the circle, for example, being our central concerns or our vitality, individual creativity is the person. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, within the collective circle, and you see those those little glyphs um, can give clues right there as well. So, yeah, the need to become the development um, of the individual character. These things are important. You know, these things are important. The need to become self-expression. So, yeah, I, I love these meanings. How we use the planets to um, as part of our lifestyle, which is obviously the opposite to what astronomers do, right? Exactly. <laughs> we could we could all get we could all get along though. We, we could because I astronomy is. I mean, I know we what practice Western tropical astrology. And I get that, you know, if you were doing like Vedic, you would be a little bit more concerned with exactly where things were in the sky, so to speak. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you know, knowing the motion of planets, the amount of time it takes them to move and things of that nature is very much tied into astronomy, too. Like to act like we can completely divorce the two just because yeah. that's done and in history and the things that I read and people can call me a conspiracy theorist <laughs> if they want to I don't care um, but essentially I look at it like it was divorced on purpose I really think people do not take into consideration that when you have a tool of some sort that can give you information and let you know when it's a good time to do something or not do something how you're going to be affected etc there are people that don't want other people to have access to this knowledge because it's helpful. Mm. And a lot of the divorcing of um, astrology from astronomy were so many people that were scientists who were told, even though they practiced astrology, wrote about astrology in addition to their scientific study, but they were told, oh no, you don't want to talk about astrology because after, you know, it was it was purposely, I feel... Um, sullied, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. to keep people away from it, and then it became like a, ooh, it's it's kind of like off note to talk about that. Like you don't want to sound like a crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, like, and I think that's unfortunate. However, I feel, especially as okay, well, we're coming up to Saturn in Aquarius, mm. and oh. <laughs> I know I said this was full moon talk, but I feel like this is important because I want to pick your brain real quick about this. Go for it. 
in Aquarian times, like I think automatically like rebellion and then Saturn is structure. And then all I can think of is like political rebellion, structures of government uh, changing, people's yeah. limits being tested, their self-control being tested, whether or not they're going to, um, you know, enact some self-control or if they are just going to let their freak flag fly, so to speak. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to jump into this one. But yeah, go on. Yeah. So I kind of feel like as this time approaches, and I know right now with Saturn and Capricorn, which has been a big deal to me, I felt like it had to be a big deal to me as a Capricorn moon. And I remember <laughs> around the time when I first started making like instructional workbooks for people. Yeah. Um, like this is something. This was one of the first ones I made, and it was about Saturn going home to Capricorn. And in making, I'll, I'll show it to you and send it to you. It's actually available. It's on our website, spiritualgangstercertified.com as a free download. I mean, it still applies yeah. being as though we're dealing still with Saturn and Capricorn. Yeah. But they got that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as I was making it and just thinking of all the themes and different things, I was thinking ahead, especially because I have some friends that are going to be coming up on their Saturn return. And I've mm. counseled them on their chart. And just knowing them and just looking at the way it's going to aspect them, I started really thinking about the Saturn return cycle and thinking about Saturn and Aquarius. I'm like, geez, a lot of the people that I know that have this placement, they already feel the structural change coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's it's like something is already going off for them right now that lets them they're ahead of their time. Yeah. I like to think that being natives being natives to those cycles or energies um you may be able to identify with or maybe able to find a synonymous or a music track that's changing and you know when the beat when a dj's blending in the tracks and you know what the next the next tune is going to be yeah 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 it's like you know the scratching and the blending is taking place right now we can pretty much see the because um the decaying of structures or those who've abused their power mm, yes but even though pluto is not in aquarius or saturn's not in aquarius we can see all these groups out and about today you know you've got some prolific groups that people that um are pretty much bodies for for what people feel strongly about oh yes so i feel like power is going to be given to certain coalitions or groups and we're um, going to we're going to need that for pluto and aquarius g oh yeah, yeah don't even get me started on that but <laughs> also also um it's interesting because i also came across the notion i'm not sure if it was that um class or yeah i think it was that class and i was told about capricorn representing the old because you know you know Grand granddaddy Capricorn, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then you got Aquarius, which so maybe th there could be a shift in power from you know, the power going from, from old to the new. Yeah, from the old to the young. Yeah, and didn't Saturn um, anciently rule Aquarius before the discovery of Uranus? Well, this is it. Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius. Yeah. And Uranus, the modern ruler. Yeah. So this is like a changing of the guard, I guess you could look at it as like, um, like you're saying, the younger, innovative, electric, um, spirited, um, yeah. you know, 
thinking about humanity that's coming to the forefront um, and it's kind of like shitting in the face, so to speak, <laughs> old granddaddy Saturn and Capricorn, like, like I call him in my workbook the daddy of the Zodiac. I feel like he's an he's like crotchety uncle too. He's so many things, but also he's the wise crone. So he's a wise old lady too. It's Father, interesting. All the time as well. All the yes, time. Kronos. It ate its babies. Listen, Saturn does not care. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like people say that, but Saturn can be liberating if it can be. If you're stuck in a rut and and yes. you haven't got much form, you've got to remember Saturn's going to bring some form and bring some structure. It's, it's the skeleton. What, what would the body be without skeletons? Keeping? It wouldn't be anything without our bones. Yeah, exactly. you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that also points to its ancient, it ru- ruling Aquarius. Yeah. You know, anciently, because you need, at times, you, you need upheaval to be able yeah, to innovate exactly. a new structure and in order to actually gain some structure over your life stuff has to you got to get the shake up and it has and to love, be unexpected sometimes and i love that you said that because i'm i'm i'm, I'm big on keywords and upheaval yeah definitely in a, a keyword for uranus mm-hmm. it came to shake shit up so like th- this feels like a I mean, and of course, this cycle will continue even when we're not here in this uh, incarnation. You know, at some point again, you pass the baton. Yeah. But when we're speaking of the times that we're in now and the different things that we see going on, this is very fitting because the youth are taking a very, very strong interest in political and social movements. And yeah, we've got to look at things and how the Pluto, like the Pluto and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Um, generation and the Pluto and Capricorn um, generations, they will come of age, you know, and then you've got the Neptune and Capricorn, mm. uh, Neptune dissolving Capricorn structures. These people come in of age as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how all these seeds from various cycles oh, yes. um, are going to affect society or the role they, they play out. I mean, right now we've got um, a prime minister who's got Mars Square Uranus. Mm. And it's interesting because he actually got installed as prime minister during the last way you're in a cycle. Ha! So, um, it's interesting. And I've noticed how, um, not to spin off, but we've got a thing for electing Venusian prime ministers. You know, um, we had, uh, Theresa May, we had, um, Cameron. Yeah, um, Thatcher. So mm-hmm. yeah, Venus Venus can be um iron fist and a velvet glove. You know, as much as it can bring people together, it can also split <laughs> split a country in two. So, yes. Um, yes. And I feel yeah. some of those themes here. That's like th- this awakening is like uh, impossible to ignore because it's it's mm. gonna be an earthquake. <laughs> oh, that year you got you got to think about that Uranus and Taurus. You got a feeling about that, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's definitely saying earthquake. And then I look at the fact that if we're talking about you know Saturn going into Aquarius, to me it feels like that upheaval has to shake up that Earth energy from Capricorn. Like it's it's an Earth like it has to disrupt that. Like it has to in order for it to express itself in the way that it needs to. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, as we know, planets, different planets spend different amounts of time in a particular sign. So yeah. Uranus 
spent seven years in the sign and Saturn, is it two or two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. And you know what? They, they will meet. Yeah. I was just talking about this and I thought this was interesting. So like, I looked at the Saturn transit dates because I was talking again to someone who has their Saturn return coming up. <clears throat> and I was giving her interesting perspective saying, I didn't know about this when I was going through it. So to look back on it, I'm like, whoa. So the way it went for me is, um, Saturn went into Virgo yeah, and it stayed there for basically two years before it retrograded because I have a later degree Saturn. So like I started to feel the effects more strongly as Saturn got to the later degrees. Then it retrograded over those later degrees and then came back over. <laughs> and then I was saying to my friend, she's having it the opposite way. It's going to go into Aquarius and then retrograde. So she's going to have, and she's at the beginning degrees. So she's going to get that impact earlier on. And then when it stays in Aquarius for its couple of years, you know, she'll be probably on whatever new path she had to be on. As opposed to like, for me, I felt like I got like smacked at the end. Like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, I want to remind you. By the way, yeah, I came to, yeah it, it was weird. And just to think of it that way, which is another cool thing to point it's out true. about astrology. Yeah, imagine getting tickled by Saturn as well. Damn. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the same thing with Pluto as well. It's going to ingress, uh, move into Aquarius, and then it's going to retrograde. I mean, yeah. Pluto and Saturn have pretty much been dancing, literally moonwalking in my chart. I can't um, wait for them to get out my damn fourth house. <laughs> still going to be in my fourth house even when it moves into Aquarius, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, it's I do know. Yeah, the angles are intense as well. So, you know, the angles are... Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Four points, points, points of orientation, you know. To piece it together, you guys, for that, like, the fourth house is cancer wool, which is cardinal water. And, yeah. you know... <laughs> my God. <laughs> I have moved so many times since 2008. It's not funny. No, nah, that's crazy. It's like, and funny. I know it's obvious to say, oh, you know, I'm seeing Pluto go through and Saturn go through your fourth house. So you'll probably move and, you know, it'll be hard with your structure. But, you know, honestly, that's exactly what's happened. <laughs> yeah. It's been nuts. It's been nuts. But don't you like how, um, you know, I don't know how many charts, how many hundreds of charts you may have done. Maybe a few more hundred than mine. Who knows? But I love it when charts are different. It's variety and it's different signs and different cusps. Oh, I yeah. mean, with these houses being fields of experience and the cusp being the door to that house and that sign being the style of that door and the cusp. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say the ascendant, you know, life is met in a certain way and certain things are vital in life or you know there's different desires so let's say gemini for example life might be met with um curiosity communication yes. be a prominent part of life and um you know knowledge and expression are gonna be strong urges but um, definitely and even yeah. how they're taken by others because of this vacillating nature that they have to them to reconcile both higher thoughts, lower thoughts, and everything in between, they can seem contradictory, which is why yeah. people say, you know, there's a two-faced element, but I don't look at it that way. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and 
it helps when you look at the astrophysics as well. I mean, yes, they say half of Mercury's facing the sun and half isn't, right? Mm-hmm. So that's nothing to take into consideration, but there's the dexterity as well. But I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is so these generalizations are always mentioned, you know, whereas um, it may be Libra who may take on, you know, those qualities. You've got to remember Libra's got two sides of the scale as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Dual and, signs. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Gemini who might be indecisive. Who knows? But it also depends on, you know, the blend of energies in the overall chart, you know, aspects to, aspects made to personal planets, especially, uh, you know, there's, there's so much, but, um, yeah, the houses, I mean, the signs and the houses, but there's interceptions, there's so much, you know, astrology is rich. It is very rich. And if you open yourself up to be like, I realize I just want to get better and better yeah. and better. So that's why I'm always enthusiastic about seeing people's charts, about reading different books. I realize a lot of people will just educate themselves solely like online. I call it going to um, Tumblr University, but listen, <laughs> I'm not. Tr- yeah, like I'm not trying to clown people, but I really do want them to understand that because there are so many layers to this. And then just like let's let's think of if you decided you were going to go into medicine, okay? Yeah, yeah. Then, then just with knowing medicine in general, then you pick a specialty. Like, do you know how many different areas? Medical astrology, even. Um, I'm. I like sexual astrology, compatibility, yeah. and that type yeah. of stuff. But you know, there's so many areas that it's you're doing yourself a disservice if yeah. you are not absorbing a lot of the amazing information that is available out there via yeah. books that people have written. <clears throat> there's vast information. There's books. I mean, there's there's medical astrology. There's relationship astrology, there is evolutionary astrology, there's astrocartography, um, looking at planetary energies spread out over the the atlas, uh, relocational astrology. Um, Yeah, there's there's so much. There's there's depth psychological astrology, there's um, traditional or Hellenistic, there's horary. There's there's so much. There's there's Vedic. There's um you've got the uh, sidereal astrology. Yeah, it's it's vast. It's vast. Yes, and I find as my interest expands to all the different parts, you know, I I, I learn more. I'm able to tie in more and enjoy this wonderful. I keep going to the science. I don't care who doesn't like it. <laughs> See. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that could all change. That could all change when Pluto goes. I mean, yes. I want. I want. I want to put on my Instagram that don't be surprised if <laughs> astrology is in the curriculum um, at school. There could be a bit extreme, but you know, if it happened, I would not be surprised. I, I would love that because you know, like as I want to deepen my studies, I find myself, you know, wanted to take courses and different things, and I'm yeah. like, God damn it why isn't this just like if i said i wanted to do psychology Mm. or you know shoot if if i said i wanted to be an electrician or something like why like you know what i mean why is this so fringe but you know there's a part of me that really likes that it's fringe (laughs) with with the mars square uranus because it makes it be something that is like i mean i love teaching it don't get me wrong it's not like i want to hide it 
from yeah. the masses. I don't. But I kind of enjoy that, like, some people don't understand it and, and, you know, think things of it. And I love being the person that shows them and makes them go, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, this isn't, like, some kooky, like, hippie shit. <laughs> Where's no. your crystal ball? No. I mean, it can bring serenity and you, you never know which triggered transit or, or what triggers activates a certain energy in a chart bringing in a certain awareness in a certain field of experience or oh, yes. fear of life. Yeah, yeah. And we just really want to make sure that we take advantage of the things that are at our dis- disposal, especially to gain a sense of understanding and yeah. kind of help us along the journey. I mean, it's hard enough on its own, isn't it? It is. And you can get rid of um, redundant behaviors or actions that just no longer serve you you know it's so nice that it's so nice to have a tool that gives insight um into how we can develop or transform ourselves get rid of you know these patterns that no longer serve us or analyze people that no longer serve us you know we get retrogrades right um, which help well you know which are more about um inner reflections right right that's a cycle and pattern of things people don't think about that they hear oh god and i say this all the time i feel like mercury retrograde has become the basic bitch pumpkin spice latte (laughs) of astrology because people hear it and go nuts and i'm like and maybe this is because i was born with mercury natally retrograde in a position it don't like being in in pisces where it Mm. went retrograde but in february which felt a bit it felt good to me. I'm sorry. I like that. I know everybody was like, Ugh. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert coming up, but it might just be a bit like Hobson Shaw and Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick Jagger <laughs> or the Rolling Stones. Right. I mean? Yeah. But um, I love it in a way because, you know, it's nice to have some commercial parts that pretty much, you know, when a little bit is given, that will make people want more, you know, because right. even, when I'm, even when I'm at work, you know, I have a day job. And I get asked, oh, what's all this Mercury retrograde about? Or what's, what's, what's this blood moon? What does this blood moon mean? And I kind of like that because yeah, it could be an impetus to just give them more. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. You get the opportunity to share and to teach and to really dig into the details. And I, I really like that because I know, especially as a Virgo, with the sun there especially, like part of your vital energy is being able to separate things from what's necessary and what's not. People are asking you questions and don't let them like say something and and not saying to be rude because Virgo energy, any energy can be used on a higher or lower vibration, but Virgo's very discriminant very discriminating. Yes, very discriminating. Yeah. We that's a sign you can definitely count on a Virgo to put some boundaries on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, indeed. <clears throat> and, you know, you'll you'll break it down and get to, you know, the details of it and make it make sense. So, yeah. and that's a, it's very service oriented sign anyway. So helping people through giving information, especially mercurial rule, there you go, um, is really important. Yeah. It's really important. And, you know... I think Virgos get a bad rap and I have a Virgo dominant chart and I remember <laughs> kind of feeling like, oh, 
you know, I used to have a problem with Virgo energy before I discovered astrology. And then I looked at my chart and I was like, oh, 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 I really? bet it was. I bet it was around that um, the Virgo Pisces North Node South Node probably. Oh my god, that shit was crazy! So, so many, so many Pisceans, I was clicking with even my own dad, like you know, not, not like before. Yeah, it's it was like okay. So first of all, it being my you know opposite sign, so to speak, I yeah. recognize that <laughs> it's more logic based, and Pisces is just like no, we're flowing. Oh, I feel like going over here. Okay, who cares if it didn't make sense? Oh, what? That's not what I thought it was? Oh, oh, okay. But um, I was drawn to this, but it like slapped me in the face at the same time. It's like when I would interact with other Virgos, I'm like, Jesus, y'all are nitpicky. Or like, you know, and then looking at my chart and it was like, oh, I was actually being shown like my own like Virgoan essence, like in a way. And then I would look at people's charts against mine after learning astrology and the connections that they make to my energy. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I have a I have a really big respect for it. But um what I was trying to say is essentially when you sent me your chart and I sent you mine and I'm like looking at it, as soon as I saw the Virgo energy, I got excited just for the simple fact that <clears throat> I feel like it balances me out and I get to see like since you're experiencing it in your son and what yeah. Mercury too. Yeah. I get to see you experience it. It's the same energy, but expressed differently because it's at, you know, it's handled by a different planet and yeah. at a different degree. So it's it's interesting for me to watch how that is expressed through the sun or how that's expressed through Mercury, especially because that directly is like in opposition to my sun and my Mercury in Pisces. So it's, it's, it's like, wow, like you can learn so much. Yeah, opposite signs, opposite elements, but still complementary. I mean, very much. Right now, it's like even though we're having a chat, I hope you know, hopefully this might serve somebody. This might get somebody um, into astrology or looking to delve deeper into it. You know, you never know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I. I really. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you know. I'm talking to someone that understands that. I feel like most of the people that, and this is another stigma I want to break. There yeah. are so many terrific, fantastic male astrologers, okay? Like, I'm telling you guys, like a lot of times I meet people that are in astrology, they're women, and it's refreshing huh. to get male perspectives. Yeah. One thing, I mean, some of the best books written about it are written by men. A lot of people just don't understand, you know. Shout out to the man, them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get twisted though. Liz Green is a G. Yes, Liz Green is a definite G. Oh my god. Official tissue on the scene. Yeah. Yo, I just looked at um Liz Green Saturn piece. I love her. Oh yeah, she's surgical. She's surgical. She's surgical as fuck. She is listen, precise. Yeah. That um She's um, I think she's is she she Virgo, Scorpio. Um, oh, I've never seen her chart. That Scorpio blend as well, but um, yeah, I I I, I, I'm, I, I like her stuff. I like her stuff. And I I just really like that you said that because like a lot, read books, people. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh yeah, you got you got um, you got Deborah Holden doing her thing. You know, you got there's a lot of astrologers out there. So astrologers out there. 
and you know you can also catch a lot of articles in the in the mountain astrologer magazine as well oh yes definitely shout out yeah, to the mountain astrologer shout out to the mountain astrologer i mean you can get so many articles and yeah they, they there's gems in there there's gems in it that that won't cost as much as a book as well but there's definitely gems in there you know i've got, I've got a stash of a few of them i like to read them on the yes and i do have some books in pdf format that i have offered up to people that really wanted to learn but mm. i'm developing something and i don't want to say specifically for like women or specifically for men but it's very personal to not only understanding your chart, but I heard, like, I was watching the Leo King the other day and he said something that it resonated because I feel like a bunch of people have said it over the past six months. It's just something, it's a common theme. And they were like, look, I, I get that everybody doesn't necessarily want to become an astrologer. Yeah. But you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you're learning your chart and all you are learning is your chart. You're not learning astrology. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, if, it's a good way to start. It's a, yeah. It's a- Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you have to know keywords. Oh yeah. Big you time. have to understand what certain interactions are saying. You mm. have to know aspect like there's like so you know, you could know your chart back and forth but not understand astrology. And what I seek to do with people who I interact with and counsel and give readings to, I teach you so that you look i want you to pick this up on your own don't take yeah. my word for it just because i said whap 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 i tell you how we got to that conclusion yeah. what is yeah. the information behind it that backs up what i'm saying and so that you can oh. actually make the connections oh this is it and this is why this, I, I was actually about to ask you about that as well because my format is pretty much I like a session. I like an astro session mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. instead of doing the reading. So um, instead of just taking a client's you know money and just you know giving them a certain piece, um, I would rather have a two way have a two way dialogue. Thing. I mean, when I first started, yeah, I'd want to show off what I know or you know generate this and generate that and give a balance of elements or show what happens with this sign being on the, on, on that cusp or, or what the aspects mean or the type of the chart but um i like to have a two-way a two-way engagement so that um i mean you you're never going to get context you're never going to be able to give these symbols these random looking symbols in the chart of squiggly lines they don't get any context unless you're getting some engagement from the client who obviously brings the awareness of 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 the life that of the life relevant to the chart you know right exactly we don't we don't get no portals or doorway to basically relate that chart to the awareness or what's happening in that life you know right wow i love the way that you put that yeah so i mean it's we i like i like to help I, li- I like it. I like it when the client helps the consultant to help the client. Do you know? Yes. It's, it's not just an ego fest of look <laughs> sensational sensationalism. Like, oh my gosh, yes. To wow the client. That's not what I'm here for, man. No, to- I keep it real with people, and the thing keep about it, it is, 
they respect it. And I, I remember there was a part of me when I first started doing this that would be really nervous if I yeah. picked up on something. Now, of course, we know there there are aspects and placements and you know the positioning of things in houses that you know you can generally look at certain things as to what that could mean. Yeah. But as you're talking to somebody and seeing other things or what you may already know, too, can give you clues as well as some like intuitive pickups on things. Yeah. And you can't be scared <laughs> to deliver like uncomfortable news. Like I think like when people hear, oh, my God, squares are bad and trines are good, which I we can't. I mean, in general, yeah, but no. I mean, sometimes a triangle will fuck up your life, and a square will change it. So yeah, yeah. it's part of least part of least resistance. It, you know, it can be um, just passing the football, just walking walking in hands with your partner. Yeah, that can be a trend. Like at the end of the day, um, is that going to keep the spark going? Just walking, holding hands all the time. Sometimes <laughs> the easy sometimes, energy. Yeah. Sometimes you appreciate each other with some success after going through a crisis. You know. Yeah, and then the easy energy can work negatively too. I can even look in my own chart and say, you know, if we really want to be real <laughs> about something on the more negative aspects yeah. of things. Like I have the potentiality to like spaz the fuck out um, with, you know, Mars is trying my moon. I have grand earth trying. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, that's easy flow and energy, but what that means is like, okay, this Virgo in zero degree essence, we're taking a going to war. I don't tend to go to war unless provoked. That's the thing. Cause earth energy really just kind of wants to, it wants to just chill, really. I mean, what's that for Capricorn energy? Which uh, is uh, mind right, mind right, money right, ready for war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mind right, money right, ready for war. I couldn't have put it better. So, you know, like, but I'll go to war. And I'm like, that can be very destructive. <laughs> because, uh. you know, if I let myself get taken you know, out of my character and taken too far with it, especially with Jupiter right on my Mars too. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, I tell people all the time, you've got to take a lot of things into consideration. You can't just hear buzzwords and think that uh, you have an understanding of something. These challenges that we face through squares and oppositions and other uneasy aspects are here to help us. Yeah, and it's nice when... Yes. Um, because I believe in flow, you know, all of this contributes to the order of flow and rhythm, you know? Right. I mean, from, from what I said earlier about the houses, how they support each other, you know, um, angular, sunstable, caden, or, or cardinal, um, fire mutable, cardinal fire mutable, fire earth, air water, fire earth, air water. It's all flow, isn't it? It's all about flow and rhythm. So, um, you know, that's, that's tying into the universe, isn't it? Yes, it is. Listen, I I can't even tell you how many times when people have said things like, well, they say not to listen to astrology in the Bible or, you know, that's against my religion and yeah. don't listen to fortune tellers and all these different things. And then I think about the interconnectedness of everything with even the yeah. principle of saying as above, so below. As above, so below, so within, so, so about, as within, so below. Yeah. Why can't you take that to mean, okay, this is a divination tool, so to speak. 
Mm -hmm. You can look at it as a blessing from God instead of being scared because people don't want you touching the science and want to direct you away from it. That's how I look at it with my, with the way that I think, but you know, you're, people don't take this the way that they could for fear of breaking some rule in their upbringing or in their belief structure and miss out on so much from it. Like you can see what your challenges are going to be or what's going to be a little bit more difficult for you and therefore be able to easily learn how to work with that energy or easier it might maybe just being aware of it, you know, having a session. Yeah, and I like the way... Yeah, I like, the, I, I like the fact that you brought this up because often, you know, astrology is met with laughter, or um, you know, I've had a fair share of people um, just basically view it as a sort of entertainment, sort mm. of like, a, sort of like a magic show. Oh, show me, show me. Okay, oh, it's then. a parlor trick. <laughs> yeah, surprise me, surprise me. But you know, kind of got past that. I mean, I used to go go for. A, go to the pub or you know go to a restaurant and just be like you're a leo or you're a surgeon you know how do you know how do you know um kind of transcended all of that stuff you know gotcha um you know it's funny because even when you was talking about the bible um you just remind me because i i started off as a in a from a cat at a catholic jealousy um the irony of the wordplay right there and <laughs> even in um i do remember a few quotes a few bible passages like revelations uh 22 mm-hmm. and um talks about the tree of life and 12 12 kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month and the leaves of the tree um being healing of the nations so 12 kinds of fruit the months and yes. what does that sound like huh I know what it sounds like and you know what it sounds like I wish other people could understand exactly what it's saying but I mean all in all it's like there's I you know I don't get angry sometimes I feel like people are missing out but um I just I just accept that it's just yeah it's not it's not it's not the one lens to look at life it's not that is very true and we're all here to have different experiences so of course I can't expect someone to you know have my experience and i get it i i totally get it it's just what happens with me which makes it hard is i don't go in on people for their different beliefs because i see a lot of people who will attack people because it's like i guess all posts that was talking about yeah and i don't know if you've ever watched santos Bonacci, but mm. oh my god he was instrumental to me like understanding astrology because he does something called syncretism he links it to everything so um, he was talking about like the story of jesus is just the story of the sun and when the and jesus walking on water is you know the horizon yeah, yeah and all of that and it's like i've seen people like just attack christians like you guys are stupid because you don't even realize this is just an astrological story. And and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) And I typically am not that. I don't just go barging in and scream that at people, but I feel like when people just come attacking me and they're saying, this is evil or whatever, like they kind of push a button that goes, listen, I don't even think you know the depth of that, which you believe. Yeah, well, it ties I mean, into what I believe and how they're all these things are connected. So chill out there, buddy. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chill uh, out. This is, this is what I was saying earlier about how, um, and this is not to say that religious people um, lack common sense. That is right. not what I'm saying. But um, 
you know, we're all affected by conditioning, emotions. Oh, yes. Um, perspectives. So, you know, that's, that's, that's another thing in itself, you know? Indeed, indeed. So it's like, if someone's really, if religion has a big say on their perspectives or their emotions, and they've got Mars Jupiter, that person may have a religious outlook on life or want to assert themselves in, in a religious disposition and become a pastor or a priest. Right. Or an evangelist, um, but then someone who's non-religious, who's who's on business, or who may have been conditioned by their mum or dad to be a successful business person, may just be on enterprising. Especially if that Mars Jupiter is in the eleventh house, they could be enterprising, oh, yeah. cutting-edge technology. You know, of course, yeah, so it, it could go either way. It could go either way. I mean, that's what I mean with the lens. You know, you might you might spend your time in a monastery. You might do yoga. Um, you may spend more time gaining experience in one of those twelve houses um, than the others, and not being into astrology. Um, astrology offers time efficiency. You know, yes, yes. Time but it's not the only lens. I mean, one way or another, you, you will learn. You will, you know, you will learn, and hopefully gain some validation of your overall psyche and how it's stimulated in different areas of life, you know? Indeed, indeed. And uh, I totally agree. That's why we will not, like, bash. Like, I don't purposely do that and seek to yeah. find some common ground because everything is so connected as it is that you can be able to know how to communicate with people yes. in a way that best supports where you see their views coming from but also to foster some understanding, if, even if you have what would be looked at as opposing or contradictory views to them. So Absolutely. I like that you're respectful about that. That's very, very... Yeah, I'm respectful about it, but then, you know, when I get with my lot... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, what, oh, lot. I know what you mean. We think what we think. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll, be watching, I'll be watching Game of Thrones and I'll be like, yeah... <laughs> it's such a Capricorn, such a Leo. Oh yeah, that's 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 Cersei. Oh yeah, and she's that's the Venus and Scorpio. The reason why she's not yes. like yeah, like the Libra, yes. the Libra father will have a glass of wine in her hand, but then the Venus and Scorpio will be like, oh, <laughs> in the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, and I'm just like, yep, there's the Scorpio part of her. So you know, it it, yes. it, it can affect how you it can. You know, you can use it in so many different situations. Probably, I guess, casting, putting a team together. Yeah, because um, I can't just I can't dissect myself from astrology. I, like, I can't remove myself from it. I, I see it in everything. Yeah, and getting back to the clients, I mean, you know, I, I need my client just as much as the client needs me. I mean, um, the client's going to bring the awareness. I'm pretty much going to bring my arsenal. Um, we're going to have an exchange and yeah, that's gonna bring some context to the symbols and you know, just allow me to give whatever the, the client needs, do you know what I mean, from there. So it might be a bit all over the place at some point, whereas a reading can pretty much be um, one way. But, um, you know, we're trying to liberate um, the client as much as possible. So of that's course. why I like the new way. And um, I've got Moon in Seventh as well. Square Pluto, yes. so I, I, thrive on, I thrive on that anyway, you know? It's yeah, like, those one-to-one -one like, connections are very important to you. Exactly. Like this conversation, which I've, which I've loved so much, you know? Me too. And uh, I was 
just about I was just about to say that because I we have to wrap up and have to go. However, got lives to live. No, it's 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 cool, but you know, of course, I always want to have these type of conversations that span a lot of different areas, but at the same time, kind of like are just connected to get people to understand certain concepts. So I can't yeah. do it again. Oh, definitely won't be the last. And um, yeah, just to finish off, I mean, for those who are into astrology, I know there's going to be mysteries and contradictions and and what have you. But these contradictions, there's there's a lot of signs that have contradictions, and you know, it's it's, it's just natural. It's just natural part of um, human nature to have these kind of contradictions as well. Of course, like life is a paradox anyway. I could we could throw something on the table, and I could prove to you it's not, and you could prove to me it is, and we could reconcile it. It's just just how yes. things are, you know. Yeah. You just yeah. have to stay open to understanding. That these things exist so that you don't just call things oh well that's not real because this 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 you know like have you ever seen those posts that somebody will put up just about a sign well oh, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. true because i'm not like that like they don't have a whole damn birth chart breast chart like whole bunch of other things like come on but you get that in the groups in the groups as well i mean oh yeah got some shit posting groups and it's just like <laughs> they're just like get you start to get you i feel sometimes i feel for the cancerian men out there they they really get <laughs> they definitely <laughs> you know but um yeah it's all about knowledge yourself to a certain degree you know but, um yeah miss illadelf you know tell them hit tell them let them know what your instagram is or what, what website sure. um so this of course this is going to be both on the spiritual gangster certified podcast and i am giving it to the man of the houses to utilize as well i can be found on facebook you can look up spiritual gangster certified um that's our page it's kind of a community of sorts we do shit post on there too for spirituality and astrology but i know you know i do drop some knowledge um, you can get a reading through that page. So um, if you go to Facebook, look up Spiritual Gangsta uh, Certified. Or you can just go yeah. to Facebook.com slash Spiritual Gangsta Certified Official. And then you can find me on Instagram at Philadelphia Vish or at Spiritual Gangsta Certified. And what's up? Yes, and tell them how to find you. We got to do this both ways. Oh, yeah. So from my end, We've got the Instagram page, which is Man of the Houses, or one word, lowercase. I've got a Facebook page as well, www.facebook.com forward slash Man of the Houses. So you can just hit up that page as well, and you can book me for a session, an astro session, pretty much both ways. So, yeah, that's pretty much me. And Man of the Houses144 at gmail.com is where you can get me up for a uh, your email request as well. Yes. So, Make sure you guys ask. take note. Mm. <laughs> Do that. Join us again. And it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Indeed. So, indeed. Yeah. Same here. Thank you so very, very much. And I thank everybody for listening again and to the Spiritual yeah. Gangster Certified listeners i'll make sure i have more segments on with him and we're gonna talk about like we're gonna throw music in there and a whole bunch of other stuff there's so much stuff coming you don't want to miss oh, it yeah you don't you don't shout out to everyone who locked in yeah stay blessed from london to philly and everywhere in between out like wet clothes peace yes peace <laughs>